So no intro? You don't have an intro? Why don't you have an intro? We don't have an intro tonight because we're not fit for viewing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or outside we're infrared. <laughs> Actually, I'm fit for viewing. <laughs> really? But you're a little bit radioactive. I know. I am. How do you know that? Go ahead and run it. As I was saying, yeah. you want me to scoot over? Social distancing. <laughs> well, I love the science fair awards. I love the science fairs. And it's so exciting to have the visitors from the United States Navy here today. And I did tell them before that back in the day, <clears throat> I was the winner of the Navy Award at my high school science fair. And back then, they actually invited the winners to go on a Navy science cruise. Mm. And that's one of the great memories of my life. It, I could tell many, many stories, but probably shouldn't. <laughs> no, wonderful stories of that experience. It was, was really wonderful. We have time. Thank you for your continued support. We really appreciate it. Solace uh, Academy is doing some really remarkable things. Our students are, are achieving uh, major scholarships and getting wonderful positions in in school and in jobs. And I think over the next few years, we're going to see a lot of things come out of Sellis graduates. Now, Sellis Academy has a lot of the very best students in the world, but a Sellis at the 6,700 other schools that are using it has millions of students that are accelerating in their learning. And we think they're accelerating in their love for science, and that's wonderful. We need more great scientists, and especially the kind of scientists that can do something like, you know, what I call inventioners, mm -hmm. guys that can really change the future. Now, these past couple weeks, we've been talking about a new invention and remember, uh, we're going to take one of our Cellus lab pods, and I just like to point to the one that we have here. If we have a camera, there it is. In fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna excuse myself and go by you. Thank you. Okay. Do you dare? <laughs> Social distancing. <clears throat> here it is. This is the one I'm talking about. So this is a STEM pod. And uh, inside these little houses are where we, we have the robots. And some of you um, <clears throat> entered the dance contest with these little R2-D2 robots. It's interesting that this robot is one of the best teachers of STEM coding or of computer coding that we've ever seen. We now have two robots. Uh, this is the more advanced one. And Dr. John is the, the teacher of this course. And this little guy has over 10,000 different dance moves. And you saw some of the best ones exhibited tonight. 
Uh, I think the decorations, or at least the outfits that they were wearing in the dances were inspired by Dr. Peget. <laughs> Mine did have one a couple mm -hmm. years ago. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so the STEM labs are being used by schools throughout the country, and a lot of you at Sellis Academy that are homeschooling have your own little robots, and that's wonderful. But the question was, could we modify these STEM pods so they could be used to help fight pandemics? And as you recall, we, we have these situated so that three students can sit on all three sides and work at the same time, and their vision is kind of blocked from each other so they can concentrate better on their Solus computer here at the bottom. But we thought it'd be a wonderful way to also block getting sick. When you wear a mask, it helps keep you from sneezing and spreading germs. Well, this, this big tower here can kind of help protect you from spreading germs. So the idea is you sneeze on it, and we modify the tower with holes at the bottom, and we put ultraviolet germicidal light bulbs inside, which will heat the air, make it rise, put vent holes on top, and it will come out. We talked about that, and we also talked last time about the Inventioneer Challenge to make a way to measure whether or not the germicidal rays are still efficacious. Remember that? Good. I promised that I would show you how we make these, because the students here at IST, most of them Acellus graduates, actually build these. Mm -hmm. Now, you can see on top there's a triangular shape of metal. So this has to be cut out, and then we have to bend the end so that it'll be able to bolt together. We have the sides, and then we have the fronts. The fronts, as you can see, are, are painted. And I, I told you a little bit about how we do that with, with powder, and today I'd like to show you. Excuse me. <laughs> Am I that big? Thank you. <laughs> She has a radioactive personality. I do. That's <laughs> that I do. Okay, where should we start? The beginning. Let's start with a piece of metal. So when we get metal to build these pods, it comes on a big truck and it's stacked on a big pallet. And the metal is four foot wide and twice that tall, eight foot tall, as tall as a wall in a normal house. So they're big pieces of metal and they don't have any holes. So we have to somehow punch the holes in the metal. Some of the holes are so we can put the screws in, some are so that we can get the door in, some are so that it fits together. And we do that with a punch. Now these punches are machines that have to be programmed. And one of the things that students at IST do that have learned how to program these little robots can now program the big robot, which is this machine. The machine grabs onto this big four foot by eight foot sheet of metal, which is so heavy it's hard to lift, and then it moves the metal around into the right spot and it'll punch a hole of a certain size. There's a turret with 20 tools, and so it can rotate around and choose which, which size punch, which size hole it needs and exactly where it puts it. Just think, if you know how to program, 
then you can make a machine like this work. I'd like to show you our actual punch machine programmed by one of our students. Okay, you can see we got a sheet of metal being moved around by the machine, and the machine is punching holes. These are the little screw holes. In a minute, we're going to punch bigger holes. Okay, now we're actually punching out sections. These are the doors for the robot. And it's actually cutting the metal off. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Right, now these are the tops that go on the top of the tower. And we're going to modify these so it punches some vent holes so the warm air can come out the top. Pretty neat, huh? Okay, now we need to bend the metal into the shape we need. This is called a manual brake, and that operator is called a manual brake operator. <laughs> <laughs> and so he clamps the metal in, and then he lifts up the arm to bend it. Let's zoom in and see if you can see it a little better. So the metal is positioned on the guides, clamps the metal down, and then he bends up the arm bend the end. Now notice as he pulls it out here you can see the metal that he's made. And here's a whole bunch of the finished ones all bent up nice. You see the holes are in the right spots and here's some of the tops that have all been bent properly. But you notice they need to be coated. So here is the spray gun that sprays the powder. The powder sticks to the metal because we have it hooked up to an electric wire so it's held by an electrostatic charge and uh, the, the powder that's clinging to the metal could just be wiped off with your finger at this point, but he's going to get a nice smooth coat, and then he rolls it into the oven. Now normally we do a whole big rack of these, and do them in big batches, but he closes the oven and fires it up, and when he's done, this is one of the best coatings on a piece of material that you can get. And so learning how to program the machine to punch them, learning how to bend them. And on our wish list is a bender that is controlled by a computer program. It's a robot bender. And uh, we're saving up for that. The one we want is going to cost $3 million. So we're going to have to make a lot of these uh, labs, but we will. And that machine actually punches them, and then it bends them all in one process. How neat. So you program it in the way it runs. But if we're going to make these for a lot of schools, we're going to need them. By the way, these Acillus labs have now been installed in schools from coast to coast. And the, the schools are having really great luck with them. Our STEM program starts in the third grade. So they set up a lab in an elementary school, and the students come in, and they learn how to program the first ro robot. That's the Acillus bot. And then the second year, they learn how to program the dance spot. And this program goes all the way up through. And each year, we add a year, but it'll go up to 10 years. So by the time you graduate from high school, you'll be at a pretty senior level of being able to do STEM, which we're really proud of. Okay. Now, there's another step in this process that I'd like to take a minute to show you. We just painted the front panels with a powder coating. We put them in the oven to bake. 
when we pull them out, we have a nice blue panel. But you notice, if we look back at our, our tower again, it's got a little, uh, uh, you can see the blue, but can you see the orange and the white? These are actually printed on. And the way that we print it is real interesting. We take a sheet of very thin material, as in silk. Silk. <laughs> Did I get it right? Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> you know, silk. Silk is a material, and, and silk does work. But you stretch it tight mm -hmm. on a board, and then you create the pattern you want to print so that where you want ink to be printed, you leave it without, uh, with, with holes, and the rest you put plastic filler on it so the ink can't go through there. Then, if you take paint and squeegee across the top of this cloth, it pushes the paint through and draws your pattern on the material. So we actually take these blue panels and put them on a silk screen printer, and then we dump a bunch of paint on, in this case orange, and we also do white, and then with the squeegee, a squeegee, people know what a squeegee is. It's a big rubber thing that you can wipe the paint over the top of the silk, and it pushes it through the little holes where there are holes, and that's how we get this nice pattern. Do you want to see that? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay, let's see it. This is the printer, and there's one of the panels. Okay. And here's the squeegee, and there's the ink, so it squeegees it through the holes, and it pops up, and you can see it's all printed on. Pretty Hope neat. you were looking fast. <laughs> I was looking, I was watching fast. <laughs> but it's neat. And mm -hmm. when we started making these uh, pods, we did a different method. We took a piece of that uh, Mylar uh, plastic, and we cut out the letters, and we cut out the shapes, mm -hmm. and then we, we glued them on. Well, it turns out that when you take a sheet of plastic and, and you cut out the, the letters like the word Acellus, then you have to pick it. And pick it means you go inside the A and pick out that little piece, and inside the E and pick out that, and you have to pick out all the little pieces. And we had a whole bunch of schools waiting for them, and we had a whole bunch that we were trying to build and we had all of our help in there picking out the letters. <laughs> and so we had <clears throat> Mr. Thomas, the guy that is our big problem solver, and one of our graduates, mm -hmm. said, will you please go find out what's wrong with the factory? We're not keeping up. And so he did, and he came back and he said, I don't want to pick on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we had a silkscreen printer we just need to make a screen, which you do by coating it with a, a paint that is photosensitive. Then you expose it with a bright light, and then you develop it like a picture, and it leaves the holes just where you want it to print. And now you saw, now we print it just whew, And we are not waiting on that step anymore, are we? So we've shipped these all over the country, and uh, but with the new pods, which are going to be the electronic classroom pods, we think we're going to, to ship a lot more. Now, we're using um, a version of a Cellus that we actually call Cellus 12. Uh, we've been through a lot of versions. The first version we started 20 years ago. 
And every year, in fact, every day, every workday at least, a cellus is updated and gets a little better and a little better. And it's now at the point where it's taken advantage of the e-learning technologies that greatly accelerate how fast a student can learn material. And research has shown that when you learn with online learning and let a student go at their own speed and make sure you're filling in every concept until they master it, that not only do they learn much faster, but they retain 60% more than just a regular classroom method. So it's, it's a pretty exciting thing. And that's why so many schools are getting a solace. And we think we're going to see a lot more get it this upcoming year. If we can help slow down germs at the same time, that'll really be fun. Uh, today, I spent most of the afternoon in meetings with our development team that are working on a Solace Plus. It's like a whole new generation of a Solace. And there are so many new things that we're, we're working on that'll be really exciting. For the young students, for example, uh, we're coming out with an elementary writing tutor. Well, those of you that have taken middle school or high school, you know that uh, you have writing assignments, and when you, when you write your assignment, writing tutor will go through and make sure that you spelled everything correctly, you have good grammar and everything, and if you didn't, it'll color code it, but it won't accept it until you fix it. And fixing your writing is how we really learn to write. It's how we learn to spell. But then when you finally get it all corrected and you submit it, then writing tutor gives you a grade. And it's interesting because most of you don't know how we grade your writing. But I think it'd be very appropriate to announce that tonight. We take, after you've got all of the errors and the, the spelling mistakes out of it, we submit it to a special program that was developed by the United States Navy <laughs> to grade level of writing. Yeah. And so that's what gives you your grade or your score. And you'll notice then that you can take your score or you can, it's got that little button where it says, do you want to raise your score? And if you click on that, then it starts telling you how to make the Navy writing test <laughs> like your writing better. And the Navy writing test likes if you use more vocabulary, bigger words, if you use better structures. And so some of you get your score clear up to 100%. And some of you even go up above 100%, which is impossible. But it lets you do it. And uh, it's, it's fascinating. Many, many students nudge their scores up a little bit by working with writing tutor version after version until they get up above 100%. And by the way, that is why so many Acellus Academy graduates are writing so well. Um, knowing what you're doing that's good and knowing what you're doing that needs improvement really helps you do that, doesn't it? And yes. thank you guys for that. I don't know if any of you <laughs> use that, but it, it's wonderful, and we really appreciate it. But we're coming out with a new kind of writing tutor for young elementary students. And this will just be up through uh, first, second, kindergarten, first, and second grade. 
But the way it'll work is, you know, the, the Tobler characters, the bear named Tobler and the chicken named Beak? Yeah, those guys. Well, it's going to be like that. And you can go in and write a book. So if you decide you're in the first grade, you want to write a book, and you're just learning words, you're learning how to spell, well, then you start with your book, and it shows you all of the pictures of all the Tobler characters. And you pick out one you want, and it sticks it in your book. And then you write underneath the picture whatever you want to say about it. Then it goes to the next picture, and you pick another picture. That's neat. And then you write what goes under there. When you get all done, you can save your book. And then you start getting a list of how many books you've written, how many you've read, how many you've written. And you know, these are the kinds of things that make us learn and make us make the effort. There's so many neat things in Acellus Plus. And I want to congratulate the team that are working on that. This, this is taking it to just a whole new wonderful place. So we got these panels silk screened. What, what have we got left to do? Gotta build them. We gotta build them? Mm -hmm. Build them. Put them like, together, assemble them. Put them together, them. assemble them. Do we have one on assembling them? We do, what a coincidence. <laughs> Let's try that one. <clears throat> so here are the parts. Mm -hmm. And this is how they go together. You can see inside the tower is where we're going to put the germicidal bulbs. Boy, that was fast. <laughs> if we could build them that yeah, fast, that would John, it would really, <laughs> really, really be good. But you know what? If we get uh, an operation making enough of these, we could actually assemble them by robots. Mm -hmm. I think it's really fun. Johnny's suction cups. Yeah, with, with Johnny's <laughs> suction cups. That would definitely be the way to do mm -hmm. it, wouldn't it? Well, technology is uh, very important, and very often the first step in really mastering the technology is knowing the question you want to ask. Uh, John was asking us, so what was the goal of his little flying, swimming, grabbing robot? <laughs> and I think their goal was to find out what their goal was. <laughs> yeah, sometimes anyway. that's how it is. So, uh, study hard, it's worth it. Next year, you're going to be the winners. It's time to start on your science fair yes. projects right now. Thank you. See you next time.